Hey guys, welcome to another edition of Bitcoin Morning Brief with me, your host, Tone Vase. Uh, wait, let me just check my audio. Okay, I'm all set. I don't know why I'm wearing these. Uh, sorry, no guest today. Uh, I probably should have hit up Jimmy, but I figured he'd still be sleeping. Uh, I don't know. I had to wake up early. I knew there was going to be some action in Bitcoin like within the last couple of hours. So I wanted to bring you this video as soon as possible. Take these off to make no sense. Um, when there's nobody else on the stream. Um, all right. Um, let's go right into screen share. Um, I will still do my usual educational disclaimer uh, because everyone keeps asking. Uh, they, no one understands where I get my information. Uh, LibertyLifeTrail.com, education, learn trading. There is an education part right here. Click on learn trading. You get this website. <clears throat> uh, pages one, uh, sections one to five are traditional. Section six is a little more advanced. Uh, that's what I focus on, something different, something new. Uh, if you don't like something different and something new, there are plenty of other YouTube channels, all right? Um, if you are more interested and are interested in uh, paying for some information, please check out the consulting section uh, if my free information is not enough for you. And of course, my trading seminars, um, I think we're pretty much sold out. I need to update this down to like two seats, maybe, maybe one. I'm getting close to sold out. So um, if you want to come this Saturday, it's in two days in Manhattan, downtown, financial district. You will see the bull right outside the window for where we're doing this thing. And um, hit me up on uh, information is below. All right, let's uh, let's go right to Bitcoin. Things are moving. Things are happening. Uh, last night before I went to bed, I went to bed early last night. That's why I'm able to wake up this early. And by early, I mean around midnight. Um, and um, right now, here is the weekly chart. And the weekly chart is once again uh, starting to pull back down. Uh, this is, the, I mean, again, the week is long from over. We can be whipsawed back up there, but this is not a good sign. You want strength at the end of the week and not weakness at the end of the week. Like strength in the beginning of the week is only good um, if there's more strength at the end of the week. Strength in the beginning of the week and weakness at the end of the week uh, is even worse than, you know, uh, a neutral day, okay? That that usually sets up a significantly bearish environment when that happens, okay? So right now, uh, today is Thursday. We are seeing some weakness. Uh, this is not good. Uh, you can see that we are below the, the round $10,000 number, which is also not good. Uh, the weekly chart remains in this um, uh, time indicator bearish posture, even though, like I said, there was a bullish trade on the table based on long-term weekly trends, um, and, uh, and and then we're going back up. Okay, um, hey guys, don't 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 ask me any questions yet. Um, I have uh, my friend Leah uh, compiling questions for me. A little too early for people on the West Coast, uh, so she will uh, be compiling those for you. But a little bit later, not yet, guys. Um, <clears throat> I'll do some Q and A this morning. Um, okay, so we do have a Fibonacci line here that could help us, but this Fibonacci line is literally hanging on by the skin of its teeth. And um, let's see how long that goes. Now, the long trade on the weekly chart did take place last week at the price of $9,100. Now, uh, this bullish trade is on a long-term scale is certainly in danger, and you should not let this trade become a losing trade. So at some point, you probably should have already taken profit off of this trade and your most likely candidate for that profit. If it wasn't 
the $10,000 resistance or you got back in, um, it was certainly this resistance cluster. Now, of course, uh, the price action three days ago, uh, which would be February 20th, today is the 22nd. So the action on February 20th um, was looking super bullish and setting us up for the rejection at 13,000. But the end of the day, kind of really showed its true colors. And that's what I mean. Strength in the beginning of the candle um, is meaningless when there is so much downward pressure at the end of the candle, giving us this gravestone doji. Um, and um, the following candle traded below it, giving us a traditional short trade. Now, here is, here is what happens. Now, if you are a savvy trader, uh, you know that this was a monster resistance cluster. And the moment yesterday's candle started trading below the, the gravestone doji, you can go short. Now, I what I said was, hey, we were bouncing back strong. So you can you, uh, it looks like my stop loss uh, was getting hit. So even if you got out of the short trade with a profit, where was your next short trade? Well, now we have a red two trading below a red one. Now, if you are watching this price action last night and you have other metrics on lower term time frames that are showing you, you know, significant weakness, it's possible to jump the gun a little bit and go short the moment you start trading below the prior close. You don't have to wait for uh, to trade below the prior low. Now, you can also scale into your trades by entering some uh, below the prior close and entering the rest below the prior low. But in any case, um, like I even put it in my tweet, right? Because I know people are going to accuse me of FUD. There's nothing FUD about this. There's just savvy trading. Um, there is no bull trap here. Absolutely not. This is not a bull trap because I've been warning about 11,300 for a long time. This was a very significant resistance cluster. And um, we are now turning down from this resistance cluster. Now, there isn't all that much support, guys, unfortunately. Uh, th there really, really isn't. I mean, I do have this green line there, but that, that green line is not support. Uh, that green line was an entry above a prior high because it's green. So I, I usually put my supports in yellow. So I would do is I would actually lower this to this area here because that's where the 200-day moving average uh, will probably be in a couple of days. So I would take this line, I would color this line in yellow, and um, that is what I'm looking for as my most likely support point. Now, what is my perfect trade now to be honest with you like the only thing that would have made this absolutely perfect is if this candle was an eight or a nine but it was a seven but i was ready for it because of my triple resistance of fibonacci this is to this candle two days ago uh, at a price of eleven thousand two hundred and fifty bucks for the audio listeners um the triple resistance cluster was the setup trade setup trend horizontal line the Fibonacci line, I believe this is the, the last of the Fibonacci lines at uh, 38%. Uh, 
um, on the rebound side. Uh, the sorry, the first Fibonacci line on the rebound side at thirty eight percent, and um, and also the fifty day declining moving average. Um, so now that the trade has clearly been entered um, onto the short side off of this setup, your stop loss. I would put a conservative, I mean, a true conservative stop loss would be above the swing high at almost 12,000, but I think that's way too conservative. I would be very comfortable with a stop loss just above the triple resistance cluster at 11,500. And if we go any closer to 9,500 on this move, I would absolutely set a break even stop loss to make sure that this trade does not cost me any money. Okay, so that's kind of how I'm looking at it for now. I will give this um, short move some room to operate, and I would set that. Um, uh, I mean, adjust your leverage accordingly, right? I mean, there's plenty of room. If your stop loss is at um, eleven thousand three hundred and fifty bucks, and the current price of Bitcoin is nine thousand eight hundred. Uh, you can't, your portfolio can't go to zero if it goes all the way back up to 11,200. I mean, it really is that, I mean, it, it, it's not simple, but it's kind of simple. If your stop loss wipes you out completely, then you can't trade again. So, I mean, you have to adjust your leverage accordingly, guys. All right, let's go to the four hour chart. Uh, here's the four hour chart. The four hour chart, um, uh, again, so yesterday we were bouncing once again. It was a little unfortunate that we were bouncing one candle too early once again. So it was a little difficult to time that perfect um, uh, profit taking, <clears throat> profit taking from the bearish trade. A little difficult to jump onto the bullish trade. But I made it very clear yesterday that this is not the time to enter any trade because the four-hour bounce was going to be trumped by the bearish posture of the daily chart. Now, the four-hour bounce gave us this silly little price flip on what looked like a reversal candle, and now we're going down. So here is my red line. I drew this red line yesterday uh, before I went to bed. And it and I clearly, I don't remember what I said eight hours ago. Um, and what I said eight hours ago was, hey, the, if the four-hour chart goes back below the support triple cluster of Fibonacci, 50 period moving average and the setup trend line, the exact same triple cluster of support. Um, if the four hour period goes below that zone and I stuck this line at a price of uh, 10,350, let's ballpark this thing, right? Because the support cluster was, was above that. I like, I like round now. Like, I never use round numbers to trade, but I use round numbers for the purposes of the videos, right? So, so there, yeah, this line is still below the resistance cluster, right? So at 10,000, uh, 350 bucks, you have the confidence to go short because at that point, your daily is bearish uh, and your, um, oh, let me see the prices on the daily bearish. Um, so this one is at 10,450 and this one is at 10,200. So the four hour was smack in the middle. So the four hour chart and the daily chart were both telling you, hey, you either got to get out of your bullish trades or you got to go short. Now, this has nothing to do with the hodl strategy, guys. Like, I am not acting on any of these trades. I remain a holder of my Bitcoin. Like, I'm not worried. I'm not scared. Uh, we're going to go back up. We're going to go back to 20,000 and beyond. But if you're a trader and you want to use trading as a profession, you got to be smart. Okay. You don't 
have to short Bitcoin. You probably shouldn't short Bitcoin, but you have to be aware of both sides of the market. And if you can profit from both sides of the market, great, more power to you. So the short trade on a four hour, um, the traditional uh, trading would have got you into this short as of 10,350. The... Uh, the time indicator short was way more conservative and that one got you into a short the moment the red two started trading below the red one and that just took place i think probably right after i started the video and um, that takes place at ten thousand and fifty bucks okay now if you want to jump the gun a little bit and that's on you you could have scaled into this trade by putting some shorts at uh, 10,350, some shorts when the current four-hour candle started trading below the prior candle's close, and the rest of your shorts when the current candle started trading below the prior candle's low, uh, which was 10,050. We are now below 10,000, and look, the four-hour chart, you have some support here, right? You are literally bouncing right as I speak off of the 200-period moving average, okay? Now, I don't think this is formidable enough uh, support to strongly bounce it because your daily just got bearish, your four-hour just got bearish. Um, the four-hour has another Fibonacci line at 9,600, and uh, the next support after that, which is the strongest support, and that's the breakout from the cup handle handle um, at a price of 9,000. Okay, so as long as Bitcoin stays above 9,000, I am comfortable with the potential reversal and the 6,000 being the low for the year. If Bitcoin falls under 9,000, things start to get very, very interesting and very, very quickly. Um, so if Bitcoin falls below 9,000, and remember, 9,000 is the support more so on the four-hour chart than on the daily. The daily support is a little bit lower. That one can take us into the $8,600 range. Um, and below that, we start to get into some serious trouble. So, so far, this is a bit of a healthy pullback. But if these candles are this wide, getting a nine on a daily chart could be very, very problematic. I mean, look at the prior downtrend from 11,000 all the way to 6,000. Look at how wide some of these candles were. Um, they were falling at like you know one thousand dollars per day, and that's how we ended up from eleven thousand to six thousand in basically in nine days or eight days of time. Um, <clears throat> my uh, time indicator seems to be jumping the gun by one day lately. So you have to keep that into account. If you see your indicator um, being ahead of itself by by one candle all the time, you need to adjust accordingly and be ready for it as a trader. Okay. Um, anyway, so that's the four-hour chart. And uh, finally, on the one-hour chart, I had this yellow line drawn uh, from two videos ago. And that yellow line was at 10,775 area. And um, we broke it by one, by one hour at 1 a.m. last night, just as I was finishing that video. Actually, I finished the video one hour earlier. We broke it by one candle. The following candle was a nine. Like, I wish I could have like a notification here. This was a nine candle for most of the candle. The 2 a.m. one hour candle was a nine cell candle for most of the candle. It closed 
as a price flip and then down we go. So if you're aware of this and you had the 50 hour moving average resistance creeping up on you right there, um, again, the hourly chart uh, also helped you uh, get out of your bullish bounce. And once again, the moment the red two starts trading below the red one, which took place at a price of 10,530 bucks, you have to start considering the short play here. And therefore, uh, that is now into a candle seven of nine with 40 minutes to go in current candle. Look at the high volume spike in the last hour showing you that this move is real. You have now fallen out of your uh, channel on hourly charts. And this was a pretty damn good channel. We have not fallen below it in a while. Uh, the picture is starting to look a little bit ugly. Uh, the good news is the sell volume, and this is just one exchange, guys. It's not, um, the, the sell volume is a little bit smaller than the sell volume was two days ago when we were falling from $11,700 area. But still, look at all of this red volume on the down days, and it's significantly higher than the buying pressure volume. So this is not good based on hourly charts. Uh, well, like this is your good positive volume. And a lot of these people are probably out of the market right now, okay? So things are not looking good. I am not spreading FUD. I am spreading uh, proper trading techniques. Uh, and therefore, uh, the hourly chart is generally bearish. Now, keep in mind that, uh, I mean, the hourly chart hasn't been jumping the gun by a candle on like the four hour and the daily. So I am looking for at least a few more hours of upside into the morning. Maybe the West Coast will wake up and uh, they'll give us some buying pressure. Uh, the four hour has just started its bearish run. Uh, the daily has reversed from a serious resistance cluster and is now starting its bearish run. And the weekly, um, while turning bullish based on traditional trading, is still in a somewhat bearish posture. So we are not out of the woods yet. Um, it's still t a little early to proclaim the $6,000 low as the low for the year. I am leaning, let's say, 55% to 45% that the low for 2018 is in at 6,000. But uh, all of that gets completely um, uh, reevaluated if we get a daily close below $9,000. Okay. So that's it for me. Uh, the stock market is still closed. Um, I really like the fact that we have a nine sell on the yield, uh, the 10-year yield number. Uh, therefore, uh, I am expecting the yield to come down. I am expecting bond prices to go up. And therefore, I'm expecting the stock market to go down because it acts the opposite way of the... Um, of the stock market. By the way, you can, guys, you can throw your questions in there. Um, and um, I have um, the lovely Leah helping me out by putting them together. Okay. Um, next, here's the stock market. Uh, this is the S&P 500. This is the candle I was expecting without the silly uh, up move early in the day, uh, which I didn't really like. Uh, that that kind of threw me off. And... Um, <clears throat> And uh, let me go to the S&P. Let me go to the futures. And this makes total sense. Um, I saw the futures rising. This is the 10-minute. Uh, I don't really want to do 10-minute. I want to do one hour. Um, so here's the one-hour futures. Oh, wow. Boom. There it is, right? 
so here's your one hour. Here's your 8 a.m. candle. Um, I don't know what economic news is going to come out today. Today's Thursday, probably not much. Um, here's the one hour chart of the S&P, the E-minis. Um, you can see how this was a beautiful um, traditional 13 reversal um, at midnight. Uh, that took us right into our reversal candle. And this, by the way, again, this um, I know this was a price flip, but this was an eight candle most of the time until it fully reversed. Um, and if this was an eight candle, this was almost a nine candle if this did not crash like that. This happened yesterday at 2 p.m. Uh, and this is a beautiful reversal candle and it reversed us. There we go. There You could have bought the S&P 500 at 11 p.m. last night off the nine. And that took us right into a bearish nine. And um, I would be looking for another down day in the S&P 500 today. Um, I am looking for a secondary low in the S&P 500. Hopefully it'll be a higher low and that would set us up for new all-time highs. Okay. All right. Uh, I am ready for the QA. Um, uh, if I have some questions. Someone is asking me if I can do an off-the-record interview with Reggie Middleton about Veritasium. I did, guys. There is on the record episode four is Reggie Middleton of Veritasium. Can you like please can you just please literally Google your exact question before you before you ask me? Because it's possible that there's an answer out there on the web. So just Google on the record with Reggie Middleton. I've done it already. Um, it was on the World Crypto Network, though. It's not on my YouTube channel. All right, let me see if there's any other questions. Someone said, I just decided to buy some Bitcoin on 9,800. Any chance of it ending up in a winning trade? Uh, there's a chance, um, but this is not the kind of trading that's going to you know, make you money in the long term. Uh, that's a very risky bullish trade. I would never have made that bullish trade. Uh, and... Um, uh, I mean, look, uh, you can go all in with a 2-4 uh, against a pair of aces uh, in, uh, in Texas Hold'em and win the game, right? It doesn't mean it's a smart move. Um, probably should have said a 2-7. Two 2-7 seven. Two seven offsuit, to be exact. All right, next. Uh, someone says, how much of your portfolio should you risk losing in a bad trade and get stopped out? Some people say never cross 2%. Uh, that's the general kind of convention. Uh, that's, um, 
uh, th th that's been the historical convention of, hey, only risk 10% of your portfolio in any given trade. And if that trade um, is uh, losing you 2% uh, of your total portfolio, you should get out, right? So, uh, so that would be if you only enter 10% of your trade and that uh, of your entire portfolio into a trade and that trade is down 20%, um, that's pretty much 2% of your entire portfolio. And that's when you need to get out of that trade, which is, you know, a decent rule to go by until you come up with your own rules. Uh, now, again, the way I trade, uh, I have my own metrics, which are significantly different, but, uh, but that's, a, that's, that's a good rule for directional trading. All right, I, I'm got, I, got my, I got my questions. All right, here we go. Uh, does it make sense to learn TA if one can spare only a few hours per day to learn slash trade, especially in a 24-7 highly volatile market as Bitcoin? Um, guys, if you are, I mean, it doesn't have to be trade. Like if you have two free hours a day, it's probably worth it to learn any skill there is. Uh, like I really need to start devoting one hour a day to learning Spanish because I've wanted to learn Spanish for years, yet I, I, I just can't do it, right? I would also love to devote one hour a day to, you know, working out again, right? Like if you have two hours a day to spare, you certainly want to learn some kind of a skill set. That skill set should either, you know, make you smarter or make you, you know, more financially independent. Uh, now, you can also use that one hour to relax if your life is stressful uh, to expand the longevity of your life, which I guess is also uh, goes towards, you know, enjoying your life more. So I would say if you do have two hours to spare uh, to learn uh, uh, to learn trading, you should maybe you should only spend one hour a day learning trading and one hour a day learning something else, right? Um, and again, like you, you, you should be learning this stuff for a long time before you actually uh, attempt to do it. Um, hold on a second. Let me plug this in. All right, what's wrong here? Oh. All right. Let me let me go to screen share. Let me drop off screen share anyway. All right. Bright, nice and early here in New York. Uh, yeah, I have like my shades covering my window. Um, maybe I should put you know my computer setup in a different part of my living room, but it's uh, it's kind of difficult. Okay. Um, Next, do you think BTC is going to go below 9,000 today? I don't know, guys. I have no idea. I mean, I, I, it's not about, I can give you an opinion. Do I think it's going to go below 9,000? I honestly don't know. It could. Anything can happen. Uh, I don't think so. Um, I don't think it's going to go below 9,000 today, but I honestly have no idea. All I know is I did this video as early as I could for you today uh, to let you know that like i said yesterday the moment we were the moment it was looking like we were going to close below um the triple support cluster on the four hour and the moment we uh started trading below yesterday's lows close and intraday on a daily chart uh, which you can't see because i dropped screen share uh things were gonna you know look bad uh i don't want bitcoin to go down right like again my services cost 0.1 Bitcoin. I don't want to start charging $100 for my services instead of 1000 like I'm already getting used to, and 2000 at one point, right? Uh, it would really, really suck. 
Uh, we're going to be, uh, uh, I mean, I don't want to raise my price. My seminar will probably still be 0.1 Bitcoin. It's just, you know, uh, might have to be outdoors or something so that because I won't be able to afford a venue with the proceeds from the seminar, right? I mean, it's a, <laughs> we're going to have to figure something out or maybe it'll be on the internet or something, but like a private YouTube video, something like that. So we'll need to figure something out. I mean, I'm staying true to my word of not adjusting my price and I'm going to stay denominated in Bitcoin, but uh, something's going to have to give. Uh, we've like dropped $200 since I'm doing this video. So, I mean, you guys can accuse me of FUD all you want, but trading is trading. I'm uh, totally impartial here. Um, all right, next. Do you think the long-term adoption can sustain value increases or are holders the only thing that supports continued price increases? No, it's both. It's holders and it's uh, adoption as a currency. Man, I need to put my hat on. Someone asked me where I got this awesome HODL hat. Um, it was given to me uh, by one of my uh, uh, attendees at one of my seminars. I like the fact that there's like a little B on it, right? Like I really like that. It's a HODL with like a little B. I like my Bitcoin stuff to be subtle. I hate walking around with like a giant B on my shirt. That's why I like to buy the dip shirt. And it's like the B is like subtle. Um, I really like, uh, I, I like some things to be subtle. Um, my, my, my hair is unsubtle enough. So everything uh, Bitcoin related, I would like it to be subtle, uh, which is why I really like this hat. And I like the color because it matches my website. As silly as that sounds. Um, all right, next. Uh, 23rd of February uh, is the CME settlement day. Any thoughts? Not really, guys. This is like the second or third uh, CME settlement day. We don't have enough data uh, to make any kind of correlations between settlement day and price of Bitcoin that week. I mean, you can start making correlations. I mean, don't be like zero hedge, right? Don't project year-long trends off of a two-day uh, coincidence, right? Like this is why I hated zero hedge. This is why I stopped listening to zero hedge. Uh, they would show you like a three-minute chart for like three days and they would show correlation and then the correlation would break and then like you see this sets us up for the next eight years of something and it's totally ridiculous right like like don't don't draw conclusions off of two data points i mean it's it's totally silly um next uh, which platform to use to trade btc long-term or short that you recommend well again right um anything i recommend oh, where am i going um screen share um, a lot of when the questions allow me to shill my affiliate codes. So, <clears throat> so anything I somewhat, um, I'm somewhat okay with is in the affiliate and referral section. Um, and you will see that the only exchange that I have in my affiliate and referral section is BitMax. Now also make sure that you check out the VPN uh, affiliate code for a 50% discount. And you'll probably know why at the moment you try to sign up for BitMax. But, um, but yeah, so if you are going to be trading long and short Bitcoin and be very, very careful about your leverage, um, there's been some, you know, like disastrous, uh, uh, trading that people do that blow up their whole portfolios and BitMax allows you to blow up your whole portfolio in three minutes with their hundred X leverage. But, um, uh, but yeah, but if you, uh, I guess the, and um, I, I recently, I was like, uh, I log into my BitMEX every now and then. I, I've been, a, I, I've been a member since like 2014, right? Um, 
I, I don't really trade anymore, but I remember beta testing that platform. It was good. I somewhat trust the management of that company. Um, I felt they weren't scammers back in 2014, and I feel they're not scammers now. Uh, so, I mean, anything can happen. They can obviously be hacked. They, uh, I mean, it's Bitcoin, uh, but so far, so good. And um, that's it. And if you are interested in any other products or services, I still got to get my like Amazon store up because like, I don't know, I gotta, uh, they, they, they don't like me for some reason. Um, anyway, uh, that's it for that. So, yeah, so I guess the only one I, I can't recommend anything really, because like if they do get hacked, like I don't want you to blame me. But if I was trading Bitcoin, I'd be trading on BitMax. Um, what are your thoughts on G2O Summit? I'm not familiar with the G2O Summit. Uh, we can Google it. Um, G2O Summit. I have no clue what this is. Uh, okay. Uh, it's in Argentina. Uh, what is it? Uh, I mean, this could be a way of someone from the G2O Summit for me to promote this damn thing, but um, is there a speaker list? Oh, first meeting of finance and central bank deputies. Um, is this open to the public? Can I be a speaker? Is it in Spanish? Um... Wait, I'm confused. Why are there like all of these dates? Oh, because there are other events. Okay, got it. So we're talking about this one specifically. Um, oh, well, I'm not even screen sharing. There you go. Um, I don't know what this thing is. I don't know. No opinion. Uh, next. Um, any news causing the fall? I haven't looked at the news, guys. I, I just look at the technicals. Fear from Morgan arrest. No, I doubt it. Um, do you see a large inverse head and shoulders with the bottom of the right shoulder forming now? I don't like head and shoulders, guys. I'm a cup and handle guy. And you also have to give me a time frame. Um, I mean, I'm assuming you're talking about a four-hour chart. I guess I can see your head and shoulders here, but uh, uh, I, yeah, uh, I got to go back to screen share, damn it. Um, yeah, I guess. I mean, it wasn't even necessary, right? So sure, if that's your left shoulder and that's your head and that's your right shoulder, you're now falling, but this is also a cup. And handle and the target is the same, right? So if this is your baseline, and it, I mean, I, I traded the same 
thing as a head and shoulders. Like you don't really need head and shoulders. Like I just found um, this is why I don't care for head and shoulders. I can spot the same target and the same, uh, you know, point for a drop down without the head and shoulders, which makes you look way further back than you need to. Um, I've just never been a fan of head and shoulders. Um, like I don't need to look at the previous uh, high before the last high. I have the say. I have plenty of information to assess the current drop with the last all-time high, not all-time high, but the last swing high and the most recent high. Right? Like I don't need to go this far back for additional unnecessary data and that's why the head and shoulders pattern was never interesting to me like in any of my trading i'm like why are we looking at unnecessary data like it's just like waste waste of time um so sure this could be your cup and this little thing here can be your handle though i wanted it to be a couple of more days long but Oh, well, or a couple of more candles long, but oh, well, right? So that means that the high of the candle is 11,700. The breakdown point was 10,300. That looks like about $1,500 in the price. So your target, your downward target is approximately $1,500 down. So the breakdown point is, let's say, 10,400. Um, that would literally take us down to just below 9,000, right? Now, as long as we can stay above 9,000 on a closing basis, four hour and preferably uh, daily and preferably four hour, uh, we're okay. So we can meet the target for a perfect bounce back to the upside, okay? Um, next, another head and shoulders. Jesus Christ, guys. Um Again, uh, I'm not sure what Peter Brandt said about the head and shoulders. Like I said, I don't, I don't care for head and shoulders because I have, the, I have the same amount of information in less look back. So I, it doesn't matter to me. Is DAI good alternative to Tether? I have absolutely no clue what DAI is. And um, uh, so uh, I assume it's a scam by default because everything else is pretty much a scam. So I'm not going to look into it. Um, I really couldn't care less. Uh, next, thoughts on Bitcoin private? Uh, no, no thoughts on it. Uh, recommend a good book on trading TA. I Okay, so recently I found a folder. I went back to my uh, backup hard drive and I found a folder with about 200 um, finance books PDFs. Uh, and I'm like, holy shit. Like I've never read any of them, obviously. And uh, a, like at least 50 of those books are all about TA. I don't have a book to recommend to you guys, right? Like the books that I read back in 2003, 2004 are not as applicable today. I don't, I don't know what the latest good stuff is. Just my website. I recommend my website. Um, I mean, for those that have participated in a tone-based consulting, I might set up another Telegram channel where only I get to speak and it doesn't become, you know, 300 people speaking. Uh, not 300, I haven't had that many clients, 100 people speaking. Um, and um, and basically, uh, and I can start, you know, uploading some of those books and you guys can start reading them, but like, I can't vouch for any of them. I just like have them. As a, um, 
guys, there's always Google, right? Like go to Amazon, Google for TA books, look at the rating, look for something that's at least four and a half stars, read people's comments. I'm sure you'll find some good books. Uh, G20 summit on the 19th of March is the day for bloodbath and Bitcoin to 3K. Um, speculation, uh, no proof of that, irrelevant. Um, do you think Bitcoin will take some of the precious metals market? It already has. Uh, in the event of a stock market crash, uh, no, not in the event of a stock market crash. Or will crypto market um, crash as well? Guys, you don't want a stock market crash. I, I keep going back I, like to prove to people that a stock market crash is absolutely terrible for gold. When the stock market crashed in 2008, gold also crashed. Stock market fell 50% in 2008. Gold fell 33% in 2008. Please I don't even want to tell you why gold crashed 33%. I want you to go and think about it, right? And then come back with a solution. If you don't understand why gold fell 33% when the stock market fell 50%, you should not be holding gold in anticipation because you don't understand why gold crashed with the stock market. So please uh, go and think about this because I'm tired of giving away obvious. Well, it's actually not obvious, but I want you to think. Um, next, what do I think of Gemini? I mean, they're haven't been hacked yet, so clearly they're more responsible than most exchanges. Uh, that's pretty much all I think. Um, Bitmax doesn't show their BTC address like Bitfinex does. Are you sure they have the BTC liquidity? Um, yeah, when you don't show your address, there's a last chance of getting hacked. I have no idea. They, they have plenty of liquidity because they have plenty of volume. Do they have the liquidity to cash everybody out? I haven't seen any problems. They've been pretty responsible so far. But no, of course I, I of course I don't know. I haven't audited the company. So no. You trade Bitcoin at your own risk. I can tell you to tell people. People are like, Tone, how come you don't trade? And my answer is because I don't want to lose all my Bitcoins to an exchange hack. And they're like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, an hour later, Tone, how come you don't trade? Well, I'm going to answer you the same way. Um, all right, next. Uh, do you plan a seminar in Europe and Germany? Germany is a maybe. Um, Amsterdam is probable. London is probable. Uh, Prague is probably definite. France and, uh, sorry, not France. Uh, Spain and Germany are a maybe. Austria is a maybe also. Uh, for September. This is all for September. Um, how do you trade your Bitcoin to USD? I don't. Um, hey, Tone, and I've explained this a thousand times. Um, Hey, Tone, I saw your trading seminar at Thailand in October. Uh, can you name the city, please? Um, I didn't do a seminar in Thailand in October. Um, oh, oh, sorry. Upcoming October. Um, it will be Bangkok. Like if I do a seminar in Thailand, it's going to be Bangkok. Uh, I want to go to Chiang Mai. And um, I, I really like Phuket. I might go back to Phuket. I might go to like uh, Koh Samui. But um, I've decided to do my seminars in you know, popular cities for convenience, right? Like like if I do a seminar in Phuket, people have to usually connect through Bangkok and I don't want that, right? So, uh, which is why uh, my seminars take place at uh, international airport hubs. So um, if, if you see some random country, assume it'll be their most convenient city to fly to. Uh, I want to make it as convenient for people as possible. Um, what do you think is the best place to buy new Bitcoin? Um, yeah, I answered it a million times. You try to buy your Bitcoin in cash. Um, just don't get arrested. Um, 
I, I wouldn't use Coinbase. If you use Coinbase, immediately withdraw it to your private Trezor or whatever you like to store them on. Um, 50% Fibonacci looks arrivable. Guys, you have to give me the damn time frame. You got to tell me what candles, hourly chart, uh, four-hour chart, daily chart. Like, I, I don't know which 50% Fibonacci you're talking about, right? Um, if you're going to ask a question, provide details. Um, is cup and handle on the hourly? No, the cup and handle is on the four hour. The hourly is just crashing. Um, the hourly is, uh, nah, I guess it's a quasi cup and handle. I mean, when you have a cup and handle on the four hour, obviously there's a cup and handle on the hourly, but it's not as clean looking because of the more intraday, more, more candle action. Oh my God. Hey, um, Leah, um, you're doing awesome, but you don't have to give me every question. Uh, please use your discretion. Uh, only give me the good ones. Um, can the four hour chart, uh, make a cup and handle where the 12,200 ish would be the start. A $6,000 bottom would be the low and top of the bounce would be the handle uh start and we are forming a handle yes anything can start forming a cup and handle guys absolutely however um yes um and i think i talked about this right so if this giant thing oh wait i'm not on screen sharing if this giant and i'm gonna delete this after right so i'm gonna draw it but i'm gonna delete it i'm gonna delete it um if this monstrosity here is your cup and we are now forming a handle but again we have to get all the way back down to 7600 in order for this to be considered a handle um the target here would be zero obviously we're not going to reach zero right um so yes this would set us up for a monster correction and uh my most probabilistic target would be 1300 now i would hope that we would reverse above that but um let's just say let's put it this way people keep asking about my 1300 number if we go below 1300 I will probably give up on crypto. Like, like that is the number we cannot cross. Like that's the number we cannot cross, right? Like, <laughs> like when we went to I should probably do this on a weekly chart. When we went to a thousand dollars in 2013. When we went to $1,000 in 2013, my absolute I am done with Bitcoin level was below 100 bucks. I was going to give it a little bit of leeway, uh, but if we were to go below like $60, $70, um, I was going to give up on Bitcoin. Um, we bounced from uh, 150 which was perfect. I was looking for 110 uh, right. So the same applies. Like if we go back to the prior high of 1200, that is reasonable to me. If we go below into the $500 zone, 
uh, we're pretty much done. I'm done. I'll I'll start making exercise videos. I'll start making food videos, recipe videos. Maybe I'll become an online chef. I have no idea, right? But uh, I'll definitely still be doing traditional trading. Uh, but I would be done. Well, like like done, done, right? Uh, now that's not going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen. Anything can happen, but that's not going to happen, right? Uh, as long as Bitcoin remains uh, technologically secure. Um, however, um, look, I, I mean, I don't. I think it's crazy for people to dismiss thirteen hundred, just like it was crazy for people to dismiss one hundred in December of twenty thirteen, right? Look, December twenty thirteen. Look, December twenty seventeen. What's the difference? There is no difference, guys. There is no difference. I heard all this shit before, back in 2014, when we were falling from 1,200 to 800. Even Barry Silbert on stage saying, I don't think there's any way Bitcoin's going to fall below 800. We have made the new low off of the $1,200 top. And then we go to 150, right? I mean, come on. Um, I heard all of this before. I was like the most hated analyst in in crypto when i continued to call for a 110 dollar bottom when we were falling from the 500 dollar range just multiply all of these numbers by one by 10 just multiply them by 10 right 500 becomes 5000 uh 1200 becomes 12000 we heard all of this before okay there's nothing stopping bitcoin from going all the way down i'm not here to spread fud i'm here to spread reality okay you have to be ready for it. Your business has to be ready for it. Your financial portfolio has to be ready for it. I'm willing to hold through it. I have other backups uh, for my life to, you know, be, uh, you know, financially independent. Most of that stays in my brain, right? Because I have other means of uh, monetizing my life. Uh, I'm now. I I've learned several skill sets in the last few years. I've learned YouTube. I've learned podcasting. I learned how to build an audience. I um, um, I, I have a following, um, and um, I have built up many skill sets uh, throughout the last couple of years. So I am prepared if something catastrophic happens, and I will just move on to yet another profession. I started out as a high school teacher, then a college professor, then I worked uh, on Wall Street. Now I'm a podcaster, right? Like I'm willing to change professions again. I have no problem with that. Okay. Uh, right. Uh, I'm going off on tangents again. Right. So anyway. Um, so yes. And um, so 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 there you go. Like actually, I was making fun of Dash a while back, a long while. God, when was the last time I looked at a Dash chart? Let's see. Let's look at the Dash scam. Um, Dash daily. Looks like the last time I looked at it was in October. And I have another chart from April. So let's go to the October chart. The last time, and yes, last modified October, uh, before people start accusing me of shit, um, TradingView automatically saves. So if I have Dash open for more than five minutes, it's going to auto-save me. Okay, so there you go. The last time I looked at the Dash scam on the chart was four months ago. Uh, exactly four months ago. So let's take a look. And I had one of these cup and handles there. And I think I even tweeted it out. One of these grossly unreasonable cup and handles where I said Dash is going to zero. There it is. There it is. See that? See that? 
that was my cup and handle handle on the dash cam. And um, I was looking for a target uh, back down to, what the hell is this? 0 0.02 uh, Bitcoin. And um, I had another triangle. Um, again, October was the last time I looked at it, right? So the last time I looked at this garbage was in October. Um, where is October? Man, that was a 13 in the... Actually, it wasn't. My bad. Um, you see, I don't even have the new code on there with the aggressives and stuff. Um, oh, October. October. Oh, wow. Look at this nine. Beautiful buy point. And look at this nine. Beautiful sell point. Man, uh, this nine led to a one to four day reversal, then lower. Uh, another nine here. Again, one candle off um october so yeah so this is the last time i looked at it uh, i should have looked at it into um oh thank god i didn't i don't want to promote this garbage um ah damn it hate seeing this thing well let's hope it keeps going down uh but in any case like if i zoom out um there it is there's that giant cup handle handle and obviously we're still above it right never really reached the target of zero like i wanted so there you go so you could have these giant things that they don't have to materialize. I mean, statistically, it should have gone to zero long ago. All right, um, done there. Next. No, guys, there's no more bear traps. There's no bear traps. There's no bull traps, right? Um, Uh, there, there's no real bear traps because you have support, you have resistance, right? I mean, uh, I, I don't see this as a bear trap. I mean, you have a resistance, you have support each step of the way. Um, so if you can time the right support point, you're good. Um, is EOS a scam? Well, the token is to me. Like to me, the EOS token is a completely unnecessary token like the Ripple token, which I explained in yesterday's video. So the EOS token is the EOS platform, I think is just useless, uh, but the platform itself is not a scam, but the token, it's the token, right? There's a difference between the platform and the token. Um, like the Ethereum platform may or may not be a scam. That's debatable. The Ethereum token is. That's not debatable, right? Uh, same thing goes for Ripple. Uh, this is where R3 is different. Um, R3 doesn't have a token. Uh, Hyperledger doesn't have a token, right? Is the platform a scam? That's debatable. Uh, it's not a scam because the token itself would have been a scam, right? So um, is the Hyperledger platform useful? I would argue no. Someone else would argue yes, but that's a legitimate debate, right? If they would have tokenized, the token is the scam. Is Litecoin a scam? No, because uh, Litecoin was uh, fairly mined. Now, do I think Litecoin is long-term useless? Yes. Do I think it's short-term useful? Probably. Um, is it a scam? No, it's not because um, Litecoin was created fairly. There wasn't any pre-mine. There wasn't any pre-sale to your friends, to influential people, to pump it. Um, Litecoin kind of has a use case, uh, like uh, almost like Bitcoin, and it was fairly created. So no, Litecoin is not a scam, but it's, is it a good investment? Absolutely not. Are we getting back to 6,000? I have no idea.
Uh, that's why I, and I now do these twice a day. A um, few days ago, you drew a massive cup and handle on the daily. Okay, I just did that again. Okay. Um, I just explained that part. Uh, bullish on the coming second bounce of 6K. No, we can't bounce off 6K again. This is what I try to explain to you people. Like there, there, there's no double bottoms, right? Like this is way too soon. The only way we're going to bounce off 6K again is if it happens like at the end of the year. You got to have a significantly long time. If we go back to 6K, like any time before the summer, I would see it as a double bottom imminent for a breakdown. See this red arrow? That's what's going to happen if we go back to 6K. So no, I see absolutely no bounce from 6K again. Um. Is gold going to go up this month? I'm not sure. I got to brush up on my economics and traditional videos and do a video. Is gold a scam? No, it's just a bad investment. Uh, next. Uh, what about the Japanese exchange info? I have no idea. Uh, not answering that one because I, I don't have any information for you. Um, uh, when do you call a bear market in Bitcoin? I don't really call bear or bull markets. I just like look, I, I just take it day by day. Um, I don't know, like, like I don't like that you have to fall 20% to have a bear market. Well, what if you fall 20% and then rebound the next day 80%? Like, um, uh, you call a bear market when a bear market's about to end. Like, I call 2014 a bear market. I probably didn't. I probably didn't call it until like the end of 2014, right? Um, I already explained where I think my resistance is. Uh, what's the next support for Bitcoin? I think I already explained that. Um, uh, guys, I'm not going to answer a question why I don't trade alt. It's it's a silly question. I answered it a thousand times. Um, am I coming to Houston? Probably not, but I'm coming to Austin. So it's not that bad of a drive for you. Uh, I, I'm probably coming to Austin in a few months. I'm going to work on my schedule this weekend after the seminar in New York. Um, all right, Leah, that's it. That's it. That's it. I'm on an hour. That's it. Maybe one more question, but that's it. Pick your best one. Um, what do you think Bitcoin breaking out of arbitrage? That makes no sense at all, guys, with the stock market, especially now. Um, I, I, that question makes no sense. Not going to answer that. Um, if Bitcoin can't establish itself as a store of value, what fiat markets are in crisis or hyperinflation? Um, then its use case has failed, correct? Uh, no, not at all, actually. Um, Bitcoin as a store of value is actually not a real use case. Um, like, like I don't see store of value as a real use case uh, because uh, there are other things that could be used as a store of value. It's a minor use case, right? The real use case for Bitcoin is like, like if you say, hey, uh, Bitcoin is, uh, you know, like... Uh, a way to protect your uh, fiat from the government. Yes, that's a use case, right? Like, like the unconfiscatable property of Bitcoin is significantly more of a use case than the store of value property. Like, like, like it doesn't matter. Like, it's more important for um, for your savings. Uh, to be unconfiscatable than it is for those savings to go up in value. Like, for example, uh, if you can say, uh, like, people buy, like, real estate, even though they know it's going to go down in value, uh, just because it's, um, you know, it's safer for your money to be in real estate than, let's say, at the bank when the European Union can show up and take 40% like they did in Cyprus. Um, 
But real estate is also tricky because the government can come and take your real estate. Uh, so uh, putting Bitcoin in a store of value that's losing value is still a good idea as long as that value isn't confiscatable. So uh, like, I don't really care that all that much for, I mean, it's great. I care for it because you know it makes me richer by keeping my money in Bitcoin. But the real use case for Bitcoin is the fact that it's unconfiscatable. Now, we haven't seen a big money grab by the government since Cyprus by a first world government. Venezuela doesn't really count. Uh, so uh, let's see what happens, right? Um, now, other, and I have a whole article. Wait, what am I doing? Like, look, read, go back and read this article, right? Like, like Google, guys, Google, Google my name with whatever you're thinking, right? Look, tone, vase, uh, Bitcoin, use cases. Just Google it, guys. Google it. And look what shows up. The top use cases for Bitcoin Liberty Life Trail by Tone Vase. I've only written about four articles in my life, but they years and years and years ago, but they are as relevant today as they were years and years and years ago when I wrote them. Okay. The top use cases for Bitcoin. Read it. Read it. Click the links and read some more. Okay. They're all right there for you. All right. Uh, they're all there. They're all there. I know my website sucks, but it's very useful. Um, all right, next. Uh, what do we got here? Um, last question. What do you think about the monthly and weekly RSI? Um, well, crap. I explained it last video. Jesus Christ, guys. Um, here's your RSI on the four-hour chart. You can see the divergence. Um, helping you time the bottom. Now, I only drew this, you know, a few, like a day or two late, but it was there. Um, I can't always spot everything. Uh, here's the daily. Um, again, boom, div uh, not divergence, sorry. Uh, a bit of a confirmation here. Uh, not good, not good. And I talked about it uh, in, a pre in a recent video. Uh, the RSI is not good. It's in a very bearish posture. And uh, the weekly is probably still good. Uh, nope, I take that back. The RSI on the weekly is weakening, and so is the MACD. Uh, not good, not good. Both the RSI and the MACD are uh, not um, in good form. Okay, so they're bearish. All right, guys, on this note, it's been about an hour. I will be calling it a day. Uh, good luck in your trading. And I'll try and do this again tonight, but I don't know how long I'll be doing two a days. Uh, so we'll see. All right. And I'll try to bring you more guests next week. Uh, and if you're still interested in my seminar this Saturday, might have one or two seats left. So hit me up. And, um, of course I showed my affiliate codes earlier and I'll do it again. Uh, if you'd like to support my work, uh, please check out the affiliates and referral section of my website. Okay. And that's how you can support, uh, because it doesn't cost you anything extra. Uh, and that's how you can support my continued effort to becoming an educator and a content creator. All right, guys, I'll talk to you all later. See you all on the next one.